From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. Hello, friends, and welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. How pumped are you that today is Friday? I know I am ready for the weekend, and I hope you all will have a great weekend as well. We have lots of things to discuss today, most of that involving the Saints and their OTAs. Players and coaches met with the media yesterday, and we'll have some of those interviews for you on today's show. I'll get to the Jairus Bird news in a second. But first, I wanted to talk about some of the sports headlines from yesterday, including Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. I know I wasn't the only one looking forward to the Western Conference Finals because of the two teams playing but I did not expect five blowouts in the five games played so far. The home team has won all five, including last night, where the Spurs won easily 117-89 to over the Thunder. The ageless one, Tim Duncan, led the way for the Spurs with 22 points and 12 rebounds. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook combined for 46 of the Thunder's 89 points. So I thought I'd take a trip to San Antonio last night and watch the game, enjoy myself, and after the game, during Greg Popovich's post-game press conference, I thought I'd ask him a question about the blowouts and if he can explain why they are happening. About five games, five blowouts. To us who don't really know the, the game, how do you explain that? You're serious. You really think I can explain that? <laughs> In simplest terms. <laughs> I know you can question is, will you? Good Lord. Yeah. And they pay you, don't they? they pay Very you. little. <laughs> well, that went well. Anywho, the Spurs will try to finish off the Thunder tomorrow night in OKC for Game 6. In other news, the Clippers have a new owner. According to media reports, former Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer reached an agreement late last night with Shelly Sterling to buy the team for two Billion dollars. Yes, that's with a B. Billion dollars. Ballmer attempted to buy the Kings earlier this year, but that didn't work out. And I'm not sure if it's official yet, but it looks like Ballmer will be the new Clippers owner. Sean Kelly's bid came in just shy under $2 billion, so he'll remain the radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Sorry, Sean. You're still stuck with me for another year. Did anyone watch the spelling bee last night? I did not because I just feel really dumb every time I watch these kids spell words that I can't even pronounce. The one word I can spell is T-I-E, which is tie, and I'm spelling that because for the first time since 1962, two players will share the spelling bee crown. They weren't the most popular speller in the competition yesterday, though. Jacob Williamson was a little too cocky when he was given his word, and things didn't go as planned for young Jacob. Kabaragoya. Kabaragoya. I know it. I know it. I totally know it. Okay. Kabaragoya. C-A-B-A-R-A-G-O-Y-A. Kabaragoya. What? Kabaragoya is spelled K-A-B-A-R-A-G-O-Y-A. 
Oh, yeah, I totally knew it was a, with a K. Silly Jacob. Anywho, since this is a podcast about the Saints and Pelicans, I'll start to talk about them today. The big news out of Saints camp yesterday was that the team announced that Jairus Bird is undergoing back surgery. I believe it was done yesterday, and he will be out for at least a week. How about I let head coach Sean Payton tell you all about it? Before I kind of go through practice, just one note. Jairus Bird today is is having a surgical procedure in his back for a, a disc. It's been asymptomatic, but it's something we wanted to do, uh, and, and he's, he is well to uh, alleviate or avoid any issues coming in the fall. He'll be back here in a week, so for this next week, um, he won't be at these OTAs. He'll be going through uh, basically his rehab, and it's something that uh, didn't need to be done, but I think he, both he and, the, and, and ourselves felt like it would be something that uh, would, would prevent any issues in the fall. So uh, he's the one guy that I'll hit on injury-wise. The rest of those guys, you know, I won't go through uh, during these OTAs. Any questions with regards to practice? When did you notice? Or what, what, what brought it to your attention? Oh, it's probably in the last, I would say, month during the weightlifting. And it's something that he's dealt with before. This is something after the doctors looked at it and the specialists out in L.A. looked at it. Watson, he felt this was uh, one scenario that would kind of take care of it rather than try to – he wasn't having any pain. It, it was asymptomatic, and yet it was still something that we wanted to handle, especially with his position. If it was during the season, he may or may not have had surgery if it was during the season. No, if it was during the season, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go through the procedure. You know, you would treat, treat it symptomatically then. If it was sore, you would treat it. So we're just deciding to – to do it now. I think uh, he, he might practice during this mini camp OTA. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that he will. I'll probably we'll, our guess would be that we'll be real cautious and, and probably get him back here and uh, and then he'll start up training camp with no problem. We'll hear more from Sean Payne coming up in our next segment. So today I want to focus on some of the sound we got from Saints OTAs yesterday. I'll let you hear from Drew Brees, linebacker Victor Butler, who missed all of last season with a torn ACL. And coming up next, more from Sean Payton's media session. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Y'all ready for something spicy? Play mud books from the lottery. You can win up to $2,000. This is how we do it. Spice up your day with mud bucks. Win up to $2,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The body's just getting are you ready for mud bucks? Here we go. Pick up mud bucks today. That's <laughs> how we do it down here. All Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Well, you heard a little bit from Sean Payton last segment talking about Jairus Bird. Now here's more of Payton's press conference from yesterday talking about some of the other players back on the field after facing injuries and how OTAs are going so far. It's nice to see Kenny Vaccaro out there moving around. Looking yeah, good. we've got um, you know, a lot of those guys back. There's a handful of guys that are, that are still kind of working through an injury and, and going through rehab, but overall it's been pretty smooth. Sean, I know every year the roster's different, and 
OTAs and mini camps and mini training camps are all different every year, but do you ever go back and look at the beginning of camp from one year to the next to the next and, and, and kind of gauge on when you guys that are coming back into the system again, how this, are you seeing improvement? The main purpose here in this offseason is obviously the weight room and their conditioning and then the drills we're going through hopefully allow them mentally to play as fast as they can when we put pads on. Um, it's really hard during these OTAs to, you can evaluate assignment and alignment and those type of things, but it's hard to draw conclu- conclusions. Um, every year there's you know, guys that maybe go through a certain segment here and then when we get into pads, they look a little different or play a little differently. And so it's just, uh, you know, the current format of how we practice, you know, and, and right now there's a lot of mental to what we're doing. And yet the most important part still is, uh, is the weight training and the conditioning. So this is a chance to get out and work with them on the calls that, you know, we're making their alignment. And hopefully that, that installation that we do now carries over into training camp. Another one of those guys that you haven't seen on the field for a while, Patrick Robinson. What have you seen out of him? He's moving around well, you know, and, and there's some rust I'm sure he's working through, but uh, his rehab has been, been real good. He's worked real hard at it, and, uh, you know, he seems to be moving pretty fluidly, and, and I'm sure as he continues to do that and gets more comfortable with the football movements, uh, that'll help, but he, he's had a real good offseason with regards to his injury and, and how he's approached it. I realize this applies for everybody, but this is probably an important period for Patrick Robin for sure because of... Yeah, it's, it, look, it is important for everyone. It's important for him because of the injury and, and you know, there's always that sense of urgency. It's the third practice this week. Um, I mean, it was kind of, we saw the energy, these guys being out here. I mean, it's first time really since, you know, the playoff game they've gone out here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, the attendance in the offseason has been outstanding. Um, you know, we, we're fortunate enough to be in one of those areas where you know, the climate's conducive to players coming here and, and training. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure that after, after uh, the time off and then the early part of the offseason program, which is basically the weightlifting and then the classroom element to get into this third phase, you know, the OTAs and then the mini camp here in a few weeks is is something I'm sure a lot of these guys were anxious for. You can catch the entire interview on NewOrleansSaints.com. When we come back, it's time to hear from the quarterback. Drew Brees is up next on the Black and Blue Report. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Entergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. Your Pelicans, led by all-star Anthony Davis, are on their way to becoming playoff contenders, and you'll want to be there to witness it. Newly released seat locations will be available for the public to check out for the first time at our Select a Seat event on Saturday, June 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center. Ticket packages start as low as $150. Visit pelicans.com or call 504-525-HOPE for more info and take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans. 
Welcome back to the show. As promised, let's hear from Saints quarterback Drew Brees, who talks to the media after Thursday's OTAs and discusses a lot of various topics, including what he does in the offseason. Drew, I know it's still in this whole process, but just to be back out on the field with these guys and yeah. kind of go through the motions with guys that you're familiar with from last year. Yeah. Um, no, this is the fun and exciting time. It's the fifth week of the, uh, well, I guess, no, sixth week of the uh, the offseason. So, you know, you spend those first five weeks with a majority of the emphasis on the weight room, um, you know, getting stronger, making uh, improvements and strides in that regard. Uh, and then some feel work, but it's not the same as, you know, putting the helmets on and going out there and actually playing football. So uh, I think a lot of it is to uh, take the work that, you know, you know, maybe you've been able to get done with some of the young receivers and then see how that now translates to the practice field and then eventually how it will translate to the game field. So excited to see how some of these young receivers have progressed with the opportunity that they've now been given. Obviously, um, you know, a guy like Lance Moore, you know, not here anymore. Darren Sproles not here anymore. That opens up opportunities for these young guys. And um, you can see them, you know, uh, kind of seizing that, that opportunity with the way that they've worked here over the last six weeks. And um, I'm excited about you know, these, these next three weeks of practices. What about the center position? Um, obviously, Tim right now. Yeah. You kind of developing that chemistry with him or whoever that player Yeah, be yeah. Point. Yeah, you know, um, Lolito stepped in uh, on two occasions last year and started at right guard for us and, and really did a, a great job when he was in there um, in, in place of Jari. Um, so, you know, he's a guy who obviously we feel very comfortable with. Whether it's at the center position or guard position, um, it's nice to have a guy who has that versatility. Um, you know, you uh, like his story coming from you know Grand Valley State and coming here and really earning that um, that that spot last year. Um, you know, whether it was starting at right guard or kind of coming in at times at tight end, you know, or kind of in this fullback you know blocking position. You know, so he's he's been able to do some things for us, and now he's having the opportunity to start, which um, you know I'm, I'm I'm happy for him, excited for him. I know much will be made about Jimmy not being here. I know he sent a tweet today on the boat saying, sun's out, guns out, or something like that. Do you, do you follow that? You know? I do follow him on Twitter. I haven't seen that one today yet, though. But uh, I, uh, I, I stay in touch with Jimmy, obviously. And, um, there's no doubt in my mind that um, a deal will get done at some point, and it's part of the process, and we've had conversations about that. And um, I know that he'll be ready when it is time to come in. Um, but uh, I'm not worried about Jimmy at this point. I, I, I'm, I'm confident that he's going to be just fine once he gets here. It was a challenge going against this defense last year because they got so much better. When you, when you look at the secundary now, they got like a chance back there. Yeah. How yeah. much more of a challenge do you expect to be going forward? Yeah. You just getting, getting the reps in against a defense that's obviously gotten better. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I see a lot of confidence in that secondary. Um, you know, Keenan Lewis had a, had a big year last year for us. And, just love his mindset, love his approach each and every day. Um, he's um, just very much about technique and about you know doing things the right way. And you can tell he, he loves the game and he studies it and he knows receivers and he knows you know certain tendencies. And you can just like I just watch the way he works and it's it's great to have guys like that on the other side. Not just from the standpoint that you know he's one of the starters, but but the influence that he will have on the young guys, just like a guy like Champ, you know. Champ's career speaks for itself, you know, and, and certainly he's going to help us a ton. Um, you know, Jarius Bird uh, can't say enough about his just ball production, his productivity, his when he's out there, man, he is a ball hawk, and you got to know where he is, and he can do some things. So um, that combined with just the youth that we have and these guys that are still up and coming, um, you know, Patrick Robinson kind of you know coming back on the mend um, from his injury last year. 
Um, we've got some guys back there that can play. You know, um, uh, the second round pick, uh, Jean Baptiste. You know, he, I'm, I'm I'm excited about seeing him um, kind of continue to develop. He's a big, you know, he's a big physical guy out there. You know, so I think we have a lot of diversity just in regards to the type of players we have back there. But one thing is they all have ball skills. You know, so they all. They're all in and around the ball. They're getting their hands on it, and, and typically when they do that, you know, one of them is coming up with it, which you know makes it challenging for us to go up against in practice. That's a good thing once we get to game time, because hopefully that that means we're getting a lot of short fields. Drew Akeem Hicks got knocked down. Speaking of ball skills, he, yeah, I think a lot of people target as a possible breakout potential this year. Is he guys continue to impress you? Yeah, he has. He's he's. Um, I think he's um, kind of coming into his own and, and, and finding his role, you know, in that front. And um, I mean, he's a big physical guy, you know, and, and, and fits perfectly for, for our defensive structure up front with the 3-4. Um, you know, big, strong, powerful, you know, both in the run and the pass. Um, just got good awareness, you know. So I uh, like it when you see young guys like that develop. You know, you just uh, glad he's on our side. <laughs> Drew, what, what's your offseason like these days? Three, three kids and yeah. you know all the stuff that you do yeah. off the field. I mean, what, yeah. How do you manage all that? Um, <laughs> it's uh, I, I, I stay busy. Um, there's not too much just um, you know real downtime, I guess, where my mind is just completely shut off. That might happen 10 to 12 minutes a day where I just tell myself you know shut it down and you know just focus on your breathing. It's kind of like a form of meditation. But um, for the most part, I, I am on the go. Whether it's you know here prepping with football, uh, working out, taking care of the kids, with um, just spending time with Brittany and the boys, the family, um, just other other stuff, foundation related or business related. Um, but that's just, that's really my personality. Um, if I was sitting around doing nothing, I'd drive myself nuts. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of the, the way I'm programmed. Is it, is it something that you have to schedule in your football work training-wise as well? I mean, it's oh, a high priority yeah, for you too. I mean, that's, that's priority number one. It's kind of how, how does... I mean, how does everything fit in and around that? I mean, obviously, I know the time that I want to be here in the morning, I'm prepared and ready to go for meetings and then for practice. And then, you know, once once I'm done with that and, and I feel like I'm able to kind of put this day, you know, to bed in regards to the football stuff, then it's about, okay, you know, what time am I getting home? I try to time it up with when the boys might be getting up from naps. And, you know, so obviously I, I can be there and be as helpful as I can and also be able to spend that time with them. Well, you must have been a big fan of the restrictions now on your all's offseasons. You're all not as quite as, you know, expected to be here as much as you all were in the past, players in general. I mean, is that yeah. good for you all to get away? Somewhere? Well, you know what I think it does? I think it puts more of an onus on the players, you know, for, for if you're not able to get the prep done here because of the amount of time that you're restricted in spending here, then you, you have to be able to get it, you know, elsewhere. And so it's at home, it's just getting your book, it's whatever it might be, taking it, taking it with you, you know. Um, and maybe getting with the young guys away from this building, you know. And so there's been plenty of times where we've done that, and I feel like we've got the type of guys that are very willing and able um, to do that, excited about doing that. You know, it's not a struggle to get, get the guys together to, you know, maybe do something a little extra. So it's nice when you have those type of guys, and, and I think that, that really works to our benefit. You know, if there is going to be a, a limit, then um, the work still needs to be done. I feel like we're a team that can still get done. Good stuff from Drew there, but we are not done yet. Coming up next, hear from Saints linebacker Victor Butler. Hey there. 
What you have? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. So we've heard from head coach Sean Payton and quarterback Drew Brees. It's time to hear from the defense. Victor Butler missed all of last season with a torn ACL and is now back with the team and participating in OTAs. Here's Victor talking about the defense and how he's feeling. Are you kind of interested to see how your your role fits uh, with, with this team? You know, I, I know going in last year, I mean, you were going to be a starter. And then they kind of, I guess they had to change the defense a little bit because they kind of ran out of bodies <laughs> I mean, outside linebacker. I mean, my role is to get out there and make plays and help, you know, make the defense, which was, to me, you know, number one defense in the league, you know, even better. And, you know, whether that's coming off the bench or, you know, coming out the tunnel first, you know, you feel like you get out there in OTAs, you get out there in mini camps and training camp, and you let your play, you know, do the talking for you. You get out there and you make plays, you don't make mistakes, and you earn the trust and the confidence of your teammates, and the rest of it will sort itself out. Last year you had a prediction, and I know we all laughed, when you <laughs> said this defense is going to be the best defense in the league. you have any predictions this year? Because I don't think we're going to laugh if you make another <laughs> prediction like that. I mean, last year wasn't even really a prediction. It was just you get in here and you look at these guys, I mean, it's just like you go outside, you know this guy is blue. I mean, when you get in this locker room, you look at these guys, I knew they were going to be a top 10 defense, period. You just know. You know, and I, this year, you know, it's the same feeling. Guys are out here working hard. I mean, all-season workouts, I mean, you had almost 100% uh, participation. So when you got guys out there, you know, where it matters to them and, it, you know, everybody cares and everybody's exerting the same energy, I mean, I feel like we're going to be even better this year. Victor, how anxious were you for this, this time to come again? Oh, man, very. I've been doing OTAs personally. I've been at you know API at home. I got a brother that I've been working out with. I've been covering him. He's 360 pounds. There wasn't much coverage, but you know I've been I've been doing OTAs since I've been able to run again. Coach Ryan said um, y'all have a new emphasis on creating turnovers. How much have you seen that already this early? Oh, I mean, I mean, guys have. That's the great thing about Coach Ryan and about the guys here. I mean, he says something that's important. Coach Champagne says something that's important, and guys take it to heart. I mean, we've had guys, you know, going attacking the ball, you know, punching the ball out, ripping the ball out, stripping it, going up for interceptions, picking up loose balls on the ground. And I mean, if you emphasize it that much in OTAs and camps and stuff like that, when it gets to the season, now it's second nature. Guys are going for the ball. Guys are creating those turnovers and getting Drew Brees in that offense as many opportunities to score points as we can. You gotta love the attitude that Victor Butler has, and I know Houdat Nation is looking forward to having him back on the field. We are getting closer to the end, so I'll wrap things up next in one minute. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. 
we routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Another week of the Black and Blue Report has come to an end. Our thanks to Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and Victor Butler. You can log on to NewOrleansSaints.com to watch more videos from OTAs. And also, John DeShazer wrote a piece about Victor Butler, so go check that out. And the other great stuff NewOrleansSaints.com has to offer. Next week, we hope to hear from some Pelicans players who are here working out. We can know who is playing in the NBA Finals by Monday, depending on the Thunder-Spurs series. If that series goes to a Game 7, it won't be until Monday. And tonight, Heat, the Heat look to close out their series against the Pacers in Miami. And if that goes to a Game 7, that will be on Sunday night. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at BlackBlueReport and myself at D Salerson. I'll be your host next week, Monday through Thursday. And then John DeShazer will sit in the hosting chair next Friday as we bring you another great week of the show. Well, I'll do it for today's show. And for all involved, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.